Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 78 of The Body Nerd Show. Today's episode is a little bit different in that I have a dear friend and client who's going to share with you in her own words what becoming a body detective is all about. So I'm really excited that Monica Reinangle is joining us today. She's going to share how she learned the new language of movement and how that's really changed her workouts and her life, why her mobility and bodywork tools are no longer lonely and dusty in the corner. Maybe you have a few of those, and why this work is more than just post-workout recovery. So enjoy today's conversation with Monica Reinagel. All right, we will just dive in. Today we are here with Monica Reinagel, and I am just so excited to hear, first of all, what do you like to get nerdy about? You know, I love a system. I love anything that has (laughs) a system that's, you know, kind of organized into a sequence or that has some sort of organizing principle. So uh, that was one of the things I've been enjoying most about Movement Mavens is that there's a system that I can learn and apply and not just kind of a random do this today kind of thing. I like seeing how it all fits together. But I also was laughing because I know we're all body nerds here. And I was thinking, oh my God, I've actually become a body dork because... (laughs) I have all my little tools, all my little toys, my therapy balls and my straps and bands and everything in this little tote bag. I collected them. So they'd all be in one place with my Amplify U tracker and all of that. And it's down in our family room, which is where I do my morning movement practice. That's where I uh, have space to spread out on the floor. And I'm usually alone down there in the morning. But now when I finish in the morning, I've started carrying it upstairs to my office so that I can have it right there. So if I get a little tight or a little kinky, I can put a ball behind my back or under my leg. I was like, oh my God, I'm carrying this thing from room to room. I am officially a body dork. So I'll take your nerd and I will raise you on (laughs) the dork. That's so funny. But also, I mean, if it's out of sight, out of mind, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the same way. I have like different tools in the office versus what I have in the living room. And I just reorganized our mobility closet actually last night because there was blocks flying everywhere and pillows and balls, like so many different kinds of balls. So I'm glad to know I'm not the only one who has therapy balls all over the place. (laughs) Well, I I don't have a mobility closet. That's that's a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) No, but my little tote now just moves with me from room to room. So I'm never far. Okay. Never out, out of, uh, just a, a reach away, you know, exactly. But that's, that's the thing too, to be able to, um, you know, like stop, drop and roll, but also to know that if anything comes up, like, you know, you're at your desk and you're like, man, my shoulder's really bugging me that you, there's something you can do and get relief from it quickly, you know? Absolutely. That is very empowering. Although I have to say, I had some of these tools and toys before we started working together. I just didn't know how to use them. 
And so I had, you know, like a couple little balls and some little rollers and I knew, well, I guess I apply this to some part of my body and I don't know, wiggle around or something, but I, I couldn't ever really figure out how to get them to work for me. So it's been really fun to learn not just the the different moves, but I really enjoyed sort of the foundational, like here's the nine different things you can do. It makes me feel much more empowered to make up my own stuff if I don't have something know, that I've learned from you. It's like, wait a minute, I could figure this out. I could do a, uh, you know, a trap and twist or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's like the difference of fish for a man and feed him for a day and teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime, you know, like actually having a skill to be able to use and then apply it across many different things, regardless of the context of the situation. Absolutely. I keep having this picture too of like mobility tools and balls in a corner, like covered in dust and cobwebs. And they're so sad. And so I'm, I'm happy that your, your therapy balls are now getting used all the time. But what is your favorite way to move and work out? You know, this question always stumps me when it's like, what food would you take to a desert island? Or, yeah. you know, what book or what condiment? Because I guess I'm sort of a an omnivore in all my appetites. And um, I can't really pick a favorite one. I have a bunch of ones that I go back to over and over again. I enjoy running just for the sheer efficiency of it. I like cycling because you can go fast and go far. I like some sports like tennis and and, and things like that. Um, I really am somebody who enjoys strength training and weight training weightlifting. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I really like that. So I enjoy Mm -hmm. doing that. I do a little yoga. Um, I walk a lot. I love to hike. So there's a lot of different ways that, that I enjoy moving and I would hate to have to narrow it down to just the one. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm with you on that one too. Of just like, yeah, I want to move my body the way I want to, how I want to on my own terms and not be limited by anything, you know, like if you want to give up something, it should be your choice, not because you feel like you're being forced into it. Yeah. And I think I would get bored if I just had one thing that was my sport. That was my, my thing, you know, like I'm not that kind of a runner. I know there are runners who they have to run every day or they literally cannot function. And that's kind of all they do. That's all they want to do. It's all they're interested in. They're perfecting their running form. That's not me, you know? Yeah. Well, and what does your, like a normal week for you, like how do you fit like your workouts in with your, you know, your work and all of the other things you have going on? I'm definitely a morning exerciser. If I get it in first thing before I even eat breakfast, that's when it happens. If I don't get it in then, I rarely will get back to it. I'll take a walk later in the day, but I won't actually get sweaty. So, uh, so I learned a while back to, and I work at home. So I have a lot of freedom and a lot of control over my schedule, which many people have now learned in the last six months of work Mm -hmm. from home. Um, Sometimes that freedom can be a little bit of a trap. (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I exercise in the morning, do my sweating in the morning, get that over with, and then try to do some more gentler forms of movement later in the day, just so I'm not stiff from having sat at a desk all day. So that's when I'm more likely to do a walk or yoga. But now the first thing I do is my Amplify You stuff. So in the, in the morning, as soon as I have my coffee, before I do whatever exercise I'm going to do, I do my activation, mobilization, or the other way around, my Mobilization, yeah. activation, <laughs> pair. Um, and I, get that, I get that in right away. That's awesome. Then I'm on. And if I don't have time for anything more than that, I still feel like I got that done and and I've put that little brick in the wall. And, mm-hmm. and if, I can, if I have time for more, I'll do more. But if I don't, I still feel like, all right, I did that. I checked that off. 
Yeah. It's like you've done something. So the day isn't like a total loss. Like not that I'm either like um, an all or nothing. I think there definitely has to be like the shades of gray, but there is something of like, oh yeah, I did something for my body today. And however the rest of the day goes, I know I've done at least that. No, I think people do feel kind of all or nothing. Like, oh, I don't, I overslept or something came up and now I don't have time for my whole workout. So I'm not going to do any of it. Mm -hmm. And the little mobilization activation, it doesn't take any time at all. And in a way that makes it easier to fit in. Like no matter what's going on, I have time for that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And yeah, it is just kind of a moral victory to have done it every day. But to be honest, when I first started with you, I found myself skipping it a lot because it was so little. I almost felt like, how would it matter whether I do that or not, that five or 10 minutes, could it really make that big of a difference? But I know intellectually that it's about the consistency with which we do small things that actually, I mean, I know that from my own practice and my own work and the coaching that I do, that consistency of a small habit beats an inconsistent big habit every single time. So I had to just kind of remind myself like, no, it seems small, that little 10 minutes on the mat with your, with your little tote bag full of toys, but it really makes a difference when you do it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is queen for sure. There's sort of that hump you have to get over exactly like you're saying of, well, like it doesn't feel like enough. Like how can it be enough? But just doing a little bit every day does start to move the needle. So, and what was moving the needle like for you? Like what brought you to seek out a solution? And, you know, like how did that consistency pay off for you? What brought me to seek out your solution specifically was that even though I exercise a lot and I consider myself to be really strong and fit, I was still really limited by, I don't know if you would really call them injuries. They were more just kind of aches and pains. They were probably like overuse, repetitive use injuries. And so I'd, I'd have to keep stopping. I'd have to keep, like I'd run for a while and then i the pain in my Achilles tendon or my butt or something would get so bad that I'd be like, oh, okay, I overdid it. I need to rest. And so I'd stop Mm -hmm. running and I'd kind of start backsliding and I'd try to replace it with other forms of movement. That's the other good thing about having a lot of different things that you like to do. When one gets taken off the table, you have something to fall back on. But I was frustrated that I couldn't seem to to go very long without feeling like I had to curtail what I was doing because something hurt and I didn't know how Mm -hmm. to fix it except to rest it. But, you know, if I rested it for long enough, it would stop hurting. And then when I would resume my activity, eventually it would kind of stack up and and stop me again. So that's what I was really looking for. You know, I didn't want to go to physical therapy. I mean, I've done that for acute injuries, but this just seemed like, no, this isn't a physical therapy problem. This is a use problem. This is something about the way I'm using my body that my body doesn't like. And so I need to learn something a little bit more systematic and and foundational um, and self-directed, self-generated that can help me get out of this situation without just sitting on the couch until it stops hurting and also then stop me from repeatedly getting into that situation. Yeah. I mean, cause physical therapy too, and you know, not to throw physical therapy under the bus. Like I love it. It's well, it useful, has its time and place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even for myself, when I have done physical therapy, you know, the goal is to get you out of pain, which is fantastic. But like, what about that next thing? What about the next run or the next workout or the next hike? They can't, 
for the most part, really prepare you for that. And then also, like you're saying too, well, what do I do if something comes back and I can't run to the physical therapist's office because the next appointment isn't until two weeks out or I've already exhausted my six sessions or, you know, like there's just all of these different hurdles between you and getting out of pain when really it can be self-directed, right? You can do this for yourself and be a better maintainer, I guess of your own body. So tell me a little bit more about, so once you started doing this work and doing this consistency and having this systematic plan to work from, like what changed for you? I learned a lot about form that I didn't know. And that was kind of surprising because as somebody who enjoys weightlifting, I kind of felt like I had a pretty good grip on form, like the position of my body, the angles, the, you know, how I was positioning the joints and the muscles. And yet uh, there were some real gaps, I think, in my knowledge of how form impacts just our daily activities. So I could maybe maintain good form when I was actually doing an exercise, but then I'd slump around, I'd sit badly at my desk and I'd lean over to pick something up a hundred times a day and, and be, you know, torquing my back. And so one of the things that really changed was learning some of those basic movements that are not about exercise. They're about living. They're about reaching over your head. They're about leaning over and picking something off the floor and practicing them over and over again. And it was really awkward. Like the first two weeks I was like, I don't know how to bend over. Like I forgot. I remember how to bend your comment over. about that, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, like a zombie or something. It's like, I have to stop everything and concentrate, you know, and I felt kind of silly, but just by repetition, like it started to feel more natural. And then I just noticed because I had elevated my awareness of those basic movements, I started to notice how often a day I do them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I'm much more likely to know it's like, oh, here I am leaning over where before I was just like, see something, reach for it, get it, not really thinking about the mechanics of it. So I think it's just put me more in my body, not just Mm -hmm. in the 30 or 60 minutes that I'm exercising every day, but the other 23 hours of the day, much more likely to notice how I'm sitting and what the angle of my hips are, what the angle of my shoulders is and where the weight is and where the gravity is and to adjust it if it doesn't feel right, or even just to change it so that it's not always the same, so that there's, mm-hmm. you know, some some different positions that are happening throughout the day. And that's been, that's been really fun. So I think it's just integrated what I used to think of as exercise, which is a little bit bracketed, mm-hmm. you know, and that whole paying attention to form and muscles and joints and bones when you exercise, it's like, oh, right. But those things are still here <laughs> when I leave the gym, they're still working for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like I can get so much more traction when I'm paying attention to those incidental daily movements because there's so many more of them. I spend so many more hours a day living my life than I do exercising. So if that's actually becoming part of the solution instead of either not becoming part of the solution or actually being part of the problem, you know, it, it just amplifies. Well, Maybe that's why you named it that. Yeah, it just (laughs) amplifies those benefits. Yeah. And does it feel as difficult now? Like, are you overthinking all the time you're moving or has it started to become a little bit easier? (laughs) No, I can now lean over without having to take like a 30 second preparation. (laughs) Like, wait a minute, where are my hips? Where are my knees? No, it is becoming, it is feeling much more natural. And I feel like I get so much more benefit out of it now 
because my body is just kind of lining itself up a little bit better by itself. Turns out even at this advanced age, we are still trainable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always trainable. You can always change stuff up or, or learn something new, but also, I mean, your body is constantly adapting as well. You know, I think it's um like on a two year cycle, some cells in your body turn over like every couple days and others take longer, but pretty much every two years you are completely a new you with the exception of brain cells, which you're born with. And so taking advantage of that, of making those little micro adjustments, like let me change this a little bit and change that a little bit. And it all adds up, you know, it's like compound interest, if you will, to then feeling those changes where you're like, oh, wow, like I can run again and it doesn't hurt. Or I'm adding more weight on in the gym because I'm just more efficient and more effective for everything that I'm doing. Whereas before you just were kind of like maybe spinning your wheels doing the same stuff over and over again. Another huge change that I've noticed is just how I feel at the end of my workday. And I don't know how much of that has to do with the work that I'm doing on the mat and how much of it has to do with how I've shifted, um, you know, my posture, maybe just postural awareness or something. But, you know, I spend a lot of time in front of my screen every day and I have a standing desk. I mix it, mix it up, you know. Um, and do move around a lot, but still by the time I would stand up at the end of the day, my back would just feel wrecked. And mm. now um, it's so much better. I'm in so much less pain at the end of the day. And I think some of it is that I notice it sooner and make an adjustment, uh, you know, as I go through the day. And some of it is just the compound interest of the of the work that we've been doing. So that's been another huge payoff. I think it makes me so much less grumpy when I come down from my office at the end of the day. I don't feel like I just got hit by a truck. So my whole family thanks you. <laughs> They're like, thank you. But it does. <laughs> like, when you feel better, you are able to show up differently. Like you are a different person. Your brain is different because it's not just like stuck in that, that like constant loop of just feeling gross and just not feeling good. Like it makes a huge difference on more than just like what is in front of your face. Yeah. It's very fatiguing. And also, you know, when you start to get in middle age, I'm over 50 now, you feel all those little twinges and there's also that little subconscious, like, Oh God, I'm getting old. <laughs> like I'm, I'm breaking, you know? And so there's a little no. extra weight to it when you notice those sensations because you're like, Oh, I'm falling apart. You know? Yeah. And I feel like, there's a certain amount of just like acceptance that we do, you know, like, oh, well, now I'm, you know, X number of years old, I guess this is just the way it has to be. And would you say that your opinion on that has changed now? I don't know if I ever bought into that. I've certainly seen so many examples of people who who are stronger and fitter and more comfortable in their bodies at 70 than they were at 30 or, you know, whatever it is. I, I feel like mm -hmm. we can always change and it's never too late to start a new thing. But subconsciously, sure, we absorb certain ideas about what it is to be middle-aged, what it is to be older. And, uh, and even though it wasn't my intellectual conviction, I still think that when I would feel the those, those aches and pains at some level, I was like, yep. And this is, <laughs> you know, this is part of, of this. And obviously our bodies do change as, you know, aging is real. It's not like something that we imagine. Yeah. Um, and our bodies do change as we get older. And, and, and some of those ways we don't have a lot of control over, but there's so much that we do have control over. And I think mm -hmm. that's where the play is. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Now, I know I've tried my best to kind of describe what Movement Mavens is and like what it's like to work with me. But in your own words, how would you explain what Movement Mavens is about? It took me a little bit to understand what it was about. You know, I think (laughs) I felt like my problems would be diagnosed and I would be given a prescription and then somehow, you know, I would get this result. And it's much more a... um, for me anyway, sort of an indoctrination into a new way of looking at movement and your body. And it takes a little patience because I'm always really eager to cram all the information in. I want to understand immediately all of it. And uh, every video. (laughs) And there's a, you know, there's a lot to take in and it's incremental and it's cumulative. And so you have to be a little patient to just kind of go through the process of learning each thing and then building. And there's a certain way in which you can't hurry it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's a little bit like learning a new language. You learn a new language and you're learning words and vocabulary and you're learning to count and you're learning some, a little bit of grammar. And it's just not adding up to any language proficiency whatsoever. You feel like after six weeks, you still speak zero Spanish or Chinese or whatever it is that you're learning. And then there comes like a week where somehow everything that you've been learning clicks into place and you realize you can say whole sentences, you can read whole paragraphs. And I feel like that was a little bit what the process was like for me anyway, in movement. Mm-hmm. Minutes, I felt like it was a lot of information. I was trying to take it all in. Wasn't really sure how it was all fitting together. And then, and then it kind of turned that corner where I feel like, oh, I, re- I feel like I really do now understand the philosophy here and the approach and the methodology And there's so much more for me to learn. Like there's a million videos I haven't watched yet, but now I know how to use them. You know, I know know how to do, I know how to find what I want. I understand how I'm creating what I'm creating. Um, And so it's not like I'm done, (laughs) but but I feel oriented, you know, I think it's like, and it really, I guess the reason it took me so long to get oriented, not so long, a couple of weeks. I know we're talking in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, like years. Um, the reason it, it felt like long, because I want to understand right away. Uh, probably the reason that it took a little while for me to get oriented is because it was so unlike any other exercise, fitness, movement experience I'd ever had. So nothing I knew about how to learn a new movement, how to learn a new type of exercise was helping me. It really mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, kind of a different style and a different approach. And I don't even really think of it as my exercise. I think of it mm-hmm. in a completely different category. I think you said in somewhere, something you were saying, maybe it was a podcast that, you know, you felt like, okay, I can brush and floss my teeth every day. I can take time to do this every day. And that's how I've come to think about it. It's just like part of my, like grooming. It's just part of my, you know, routine things that have to happen every day, but that then makes so much else possible for me in terms of how I can exercise and how it feels too. And yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's like a movement immersion program. Maybe that's <laughs> it's kind of like learning a new language, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. And I know we've talked a little bit about like end of the day, how you feel when you're done with your work day and all of that, but is how else would you describe like what has really changed? Like how do you feel now compared to when we first started? I feel more comfortable. I feel more confident in my ability to keep myself safe and whole and and you know moving forward. I can't tell you what a big difference it makes though to feel so much better at the end of the day. 
Mm-hmm. Just I feel so much less tired at the end of the day. And it wasn't really, obviously my fatigue wasn't about spending energy. It was almost about like blocking energy. Like the way I was sitting and positioning my body was just, the energy was just, I don't know, leaking out the edges or something. And now, <laughs> yeah. so, so now I get to the end of the day and I just feel a lot more energy. And I don't, when I do feel a little twinge or a little pinch or a little something, I don't panic. Like, uh uh-oh, here I go down. I'm going down for the count, you know? I feel Mm -hmm. like a little bit more understanding of like, okay, so something's not happy here. It might not even be right where I'm feeling that pinch or that pain. It may be something around it, but I have the tools. And if I can't figure it out myself, I'll ask Alex and she'll help me figure it out. And, you know, this is solvable. (laughs) Yeah. Which is huge because it's so easy to, you know, whenever any body station sensation comes up to be fearful of it. Because mm-hmm. if you go to Google, like two clicks in and you're on WebMD and like the only option is that you absolutely have cancer, like no matter what it is, you know. <laughs> oh, right. So anything that can give you a few action steps before you're at WebMD, I think is definitely like empowering, but also comforting to know that there is something that you can do. Yeah, that whole idea of being a, a body detective and, and trusting what we're able to to figure out. And I also have to say, you've introduced me to some corners of my body that I really was not very familiar with, even as somebody who spent a fair amount of time in the gym. You know, we're always working on the muscles that people can see. <laughs> right, the glamour ones. <laughs> right. Those old triceps and deltoids. And uh, <laughs> it's been fun to kind of like some of the exercises and routines, like I didn't even know the name of that muscle. Mm-hmm. or what it did or why I cared about it. And all of the exploration of just our guts and our abdomen, there's, you know, other than our, you know, six pack or whatever, I never really thought about any of those muscles in there as mattering to me. And it's just been, mm-hmm. so I feel like a little bit better acquainted with my whole body and not just my triceps and my quads, and my, mm-hmm. you know, the individual muscles, but uh, all the, or whatever's hurting, you know, but yeah. all, all of that those interesting little places that we don't actually think too much about or know too much about. Mm -hmm. But maybe you have found too are absolutely playing a role in whatever's going on and how you're feeling in your body. Oh, just the, um, the impact of some of those exercises on how deep a breath you can take. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done a lot of yoga and I was a professionally trained singer. I know a little bit about breathing. I know where my diaphragm is and it's still mm-hmm. just me how fast that can impact just your breath capacity and the ease with which you can breathe and like how much that then impacts. You know, if you can stand up after five minutes on the mat and take a breath that's like 40% bigger than you could when you laid down, mm-hmm. that changes a lot. <laughs> just mm-hmm. in terms of your body chemistry and your neurochemistry and everything. So, Listeners can't see, but I just keep nodding my head to everything she's saying. Yes, 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 yes. Well, what would you say to someone who's sort of um, in a similar situation as you were? And what could you say to help inspire them to take action? The biggest thing is that this fits into your day. You do not need to be carving out 90 minutes a day to do some sort of boot camp. This is so compact, both in time and and space. It's so much fun and it feels good while it's happening. It's not something that is like no pain, no gain. It's like, nope, no yes. pain, all gain. Yes. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is just the fear that, oh, I'm signing up for some big thing that I won't be able to follow through with or that will take too much time in order to get results, too much time in a day to, to get results. Mm-hmm. It's so manageable. 
and it's so empowering. So it's just really like a 15 minute, like vitamin booster for the day. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. just not to be intimidated by the commitment. Yeah. Well, vitamin movement, that's a vitamin that I think yep. we sometimes forget about, you know? Yeah, I call that vitamin And that X. is not one you can take in pill form. It does not exist in pill form. <laughs> that's right. And what's next for you? What's coming down the pipeline? What are you going to be doing movement-wise or what's happening? Oh, you just completely stumped me, Alex. <laughs> I almost always have a trip I'm looking forward to that's going to involve, some, you know, kayaking or cycling or hiking or something. But because all of our travel has been uh, has been shut down, I don't have that usual thing kind of in in front of me. I guess what I'm really looking forward to. So I live on the East Coast in the Mid Atlantic states, and right now while we're taping this, we're kind of in those dog days of summer where. You know, it's hot and humid every day, and that makes outdoor Mm -hmm. exercise a lot less fun. Um, So I guess what's next for me is the weather's going to be cooling down a little bit, and then we have a nice long stretch of of weather, like really nice, cool, temperate, moderate weather like you enjoy in Southern California most of the time. I was going to say, but it's so hot here now. We have no humidity. I have no reason to complain. (laughs) So what's coming up for me is, you know, an even better outdoor movement season and and hopefully, you know, our whole world will be emerging out of this dark tunnel that we've been in for the last six months and, mm-hmm. and out there and able to get together again and work out together again instead of separately. Mm-hmm. Well, there is something to be said about increasing breath capacity by exercising with a mask on outside. Like I, <laughs> I just it has to make your lungs stronger. There's there's no other way. <laughs> I'm just trying to find the one that doesn't fly into my mouth every time I inhale. You know, the one that... Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll send you a, a link. I'll put it in the description for this episode too. <laughs> okay. of, um, it's a, uh, it has like the N95 filters and it does make you look a little bit like a toucan. Cause I have a very small face, but you can breathe without it sucking into your mouth. Cause it's not like that cotton fabric and you can swap out the filters too. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Check that out. I'll send that for you. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. It's also really, really fun to hear in your words what the last couple months have been like for you. So thank you. Thank you. Is there any last words of wisdom or things you would like to share with the listeners before we finish? I guess the only other little enticement I could offer is that you just finished like rolling over everything into this brand new site. And I just want to tell you, I love the new (laughs) site. It's just so easy to move around, so easy to find everything, beautifully navigable and everything all in one place. So the whole experience just got a big upgrade. So anybody that's coming in now is going to get the benefit of that. Awesome. Yeah. Shed a tear. I'm so happy you like it. I know how hard you must have worked on it, but I love it. Having nightmares about it for years now. Been there, been there. No, but it's, it's great. Makes it even just that much more easy and valuable. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Monica. You're welcome, Alex. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with Monica. It's really, really awesome for me to hear how other people are taking this work and putting it into play and making huge changes for their life. So Monica is also a nutritionist and she's based in Baltimore and she has a podcast too that if you like this show, I think you're really going to like. Her podcast is called the Change Academy Podcast and it's all about the science of behavior change. And you can listen Listen now everywhere you get your podcasts, including where you're listening to this show right here.
So I want to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway or your biggest aha moment? And what about your mobility tools? Are they feeling lonely and dusty in the corner? Uh, plus, send me any questions you might have over on Instagram. I'm at Hala Famala. Or you can always call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, access to the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast, including references for today's show and that sports face mask that we talked about. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope you got some fun movement in as you were listening, or at least you got something planned. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you leave a review if you have the time. I so appreciate you. Or just share this with somebody who needed to hear it today. I really, really appreciate all the time and effort that it takes to listen to podcasts. And I feel honored and uh, privileged that you have chosen to listen to The Body Nerd Show today. So thank you. You are awesome and I appreciate you. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, stepping into our body nerd dorkiness (laughs) and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks. And bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.